Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Melissa Yee, the author of Stockholm Syndrome, the fifth book in the... Is that right? Is it the fifth or the fourth? It's the fourth book. <laughs> the fourth book in the Hope C Medical Mystery Series, which was released yesterday. Melissa, welcome. Thank you very much. You know, I think you've got more books than you than you have in this series because there were some short stories, some of which I've read, and, and we'll get into that. But let's let's get started by talking about this wonderful series character that you have, uh, Hope C, who is a a resident physician at a hospital in Canada. That's right. So I'm an emergency doctor, and I did my residency training in Montreal, Canada. And Dr. Hope C is a first-year resident, which used to be called an intern. And uh, she just started working in Montreal, Canada. Uh, She not only has this day job with a million hours, uh, a million different things to do, but she also fights crime in her spare time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's funny, because in this book, it just keeps coming up. It's like, oh, not again, or, you know, I, I, help, I work with the police and all these different things. It's, it's almost cozy mystery-ish in its, in its method of presenting unusual situations for her. I guess I like to laugh a lot. So when, hope, when crazy things happen to Hope, she's just like, man, okay, let's do this. <laughs> the first book of yours that I read, and I read this after I knew I was going to interview you, was a collection of short stories. It, was, it had to do with a camping trip. I can't remember the title of it, but it was this wonderful introduction to Hope and her family and just a great series of stories. And, and so I instantly fell in love with her, and I was expecting something kind of lighthearted when I started reading Stockholm Syndrome, but that's not it at all. No, so I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the, those series, though. So that's the Gone Fishing yes, yes. series mm-hmm. uh, that Kobo sponsored, and they asked me to write three stories. So I wrote three linked hope stories that basically built into one big novella. Um, and each title is a play on Cockney slang. So <laughs> <laughs> a Trouble and Strife and uh, Butcher's Hook and that sort of thing. Cain and Abel is the first one. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you read those. That's awesome. She is lighthearted, and the first three books are fairly lighthearted, but this one is a dark thriller. It really is. It's, uh, well, let, let's, why don't you give the setup for the book? Because it's, it's, it's a horrific situation for anyone to be in. Well, a killer breaks into the obstetrics ward and takes Hope hostage while she's with a woman in labor. Come on, you can do better than that. Give us more. Give okay. us more. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm so used to being terse at that. that, that <laughs> you know, what comes to my mind is the log line, which is two doctors, sorry, one killer, two doctors, one woman in labor. And that's a great log line. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the idea is like it was inspired by. Um, a hostage taking in Utah, there was a man who broke into the obstetrics ward looking for a particular doctor. And when he couldn't find him, he just took two nurses and a woman in labor and her partner and their child hostage. And he had two guns and, and dynamite as well. And you mentioned that actually in the acknowledgments in the book at at the end, and it was interesting that it was actually inspired by a, a true story. Because as I'm reading it, I'm going, 
Thank God nothing like this has ever happened before. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, um, sometimes our night shifts can get pretty scary. And we had an incident with a, an escaped prisoner at one of my hospitals. And after that, I was like, well, that, and everything turned out fine. The police took care of it. But I was like, that could have been really bad. And um, the way that I acted was I actually went chasing after the prisoner. <laughs> so after that, I was like, wow, that's, that wasn't smart, you know? So again, it was okay, but I thought that is exactly what Hope would have done. So I started researching different hostage takings at hospitals, and that was the one that jumped out at me. Oh, that, it's, it's a good one. And it, it's interesting to me the way you, as an author, you, you did... You know, we're, we're, we're inside Hope's mind as all this stuff is going on, and she's in this horrific situation, but every so often she's thinking things that are just laugh-out-loud funny. Okay, yes, that's, that's <laughs> the idea. And that's how it works in the emergency room, right? Because you're always seeing life and death, and scalial humor is part of it. All right, so this is, it, there's a lot of medicine in this book. There's a lot of, I won't call it technical, but a lot of things that I didn't know and I was interesting, interested to learn about. And that's one of the fun things to me about reading any mystery series is the job of the protagonist because we get to learn sort of, look over their shoulders while they're doing their work and we learn some things. And you are a physician yourself, so I'm assuming that what we're learning is accurate and, uh, you know, it's just kind of fascinating. So this is, this is going to be a fun series. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and reading the entire thing. Okay, thank you. And I actually, I'm glad that the obstetrics part wasn't too heavy for you, because one of my advanced readers was like, I cannot handle this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, ho I hope that all men don't feel that way. <laughs> Do you want to share the opening line of the book? Can you remember it? I do. It's birth smells. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> and I, to me, it was funny because it was um, like it could be um, birth smells or it could just be birth smells as a noun. So I, it amused me. But actually, <laughs> one agent sent me feedback and said that his assistant uh, was like almost wanted to vomit oh, my. from the first paragraph. Uh-huh. And I was like, hmm, well, it's only two words. So, uh, you know, that, that's pretty strong, a pretty strong reaction. So, but I, I felt okay with that. <laughs> I, had, I had a different reaction. My reaction was, really? I didn't know that. It makes perfect sense, but I didn't know that. <laughs> and there were a lot of those things in the book that, uh, that I didn't know until I read it. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. So... <laughs> It's kind of fun to learn a little bit while we're while we're embroiled in this situation that is, I don't know, it keeps you turning the pages, that's for sure. Oh, thanks. And I should make it clear, too, that I had to go back, like it's been a long time since I delivered a baby, uh, besides my own. So I had to talk to my friend Severin, who does obstetrics, and she took me on a tour of the revamped obstetrics ward, which is much more beautiful than when I was doing my residency. Um so I have to give kudos to my colleagues who really helped me out here. All right. Now I have to go back to something that you just said. Besides your own, you delivered your own? 
oh no, I meant like I, you know, I, I, I physically delivered my babies, but I didn't, I, w- I didn't, I wasn't okay. the attendant for okay. myself. <laughs> I thought, wow, now we've got a real story going. Here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, when I was a medical student, I, I thought about doing stuff like that, you know, and and then after seeing cases go bad and stuff like that, I was like, no, no, no. I, you know, I, I'm going to be in a hospital. And, you know, when I went on tour, like there were shits like, here are these beautiful birthing rooms and here's a jacuzzi. And I'm like, uh-huh. And how fast can you do a crash C-section? Another thing that I learned in the book, and I'm, I'm assuming that this is true, is, was the idea of quotas for a, for a first-year resident. That's right. Explain that. That was interesting. Well, they never said it, but all the other, (laughs) yeah, the other residents and students would tell you that you have to deliver 50 babies a month, which was just another stress because if there weren't that many babies, you would be fighting over the deliveries. And Hope was kind of stressed out about it. It was the beginning of the month and she, she had a certain number of, there were so many days in the month and she needed to do so many a day and... This was a big focus for her. She was organizing her night around jumping in and delivering babies. That's exactly how it is because, you know, you are you prioritize what you're going to be graded on, basically. That's how medicine works. And so you're going to be graded on how many you deliver and you have to deliver them. So unfortunately, then the rest of the care, like the emergency room consults and taking care of the patients on the wards and stuff, kind of takes second priority to just checking off the number of babies that you get. All right. Now, we probably a lot of listeners are like me, and they have this image of physicians in their mind, ultra serious, um, very focused. You've got you. You work as a, an emergency room physician. You're writing a lot. You're raising a family. You're very funny on your blog. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're kind of you're breaking my stereotype here. <laughs> um. Well, I think most doctors and people are multifaceted, right? That's what Walt Whitman said, that we contain multitudes. So you can do a lot of different things. We have to eliminate some things. So what don't you do that the rest of us do? Oh, well, you know, if I had more time, I would have liked to learn more about acting and singing (laughs) and stuff like that. Seriously, I would would like to do that. Mm -hmm. I am going to go to an acting workshop on Saturday to help beef up on that. And I did read on your blog, I don't remember exactly what the term was, but I, got, I get the impression that you are attracted to oddities, both in think, the things that you do and the things that interest you. are. So, yeah, the acting class thing, just kind of to throw yourself into that, that, that does sound interesting. That is absolutely true. I'm so glad you picked up on that. I, I remember one face, new Facebook friend sent me, he's like, I'm going to send you some grooviness because you seem like somebody who would like that, right? And I was like, yes, I love that. <laughs> if, if people can surprise me, that, that's my favorite thing. So for me, if people ask me what kind of books you read and what kind of books you write, I get confused because I don't think about genres very much. I think about, are they good books? Are they entertaining? Are they interesting? Are they intelligent? And then I'm all over them. But I, it doesn't have to fit into a particular category. So what, what are you working on now? You're, you're publishing this. Uh, it's, it's the fourth in the series. There have been some short stories. Uh, are you working on the next Hope book, or are you working on another project? So I am working on the next Hope book, which is Human Remains. Um, and I have, it's something crazy, like 88,000 words on it. Oh, really? Yeah, but I feel very mixed up by that book. 
Um, so I put it aside and I'm working on um, a back pain book right now. Oh, so okay. A non-fiction guide to okay. back pain. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's a bit of a change. <laughs> yes, just to sort of refresh my mind. Because I write different things, and I, this time I tried to go straight from Stockholm Syndrome to human remains, and I think that might have been a, a bit too much um, darkness. All right, let's talk for a minute about short stories. You've written a few short stories. You had, you've had at least one published in Ellery Queen that I know of, that, that I read. Um, is, is short stories, writing short stories, something that you enjoy? Yeah, I, I like short stories, and that's how I got started in the first place. I remember before I started my first novel, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I only usually do 3,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I still like them, and Christine Catherine Rush, who's one of my writing mentors, mm-hmm. talks about how short stories are useful as an ad actually, for your longer work. So you mentioned I have a short story published in Ellery Queen called Om, which I call my yoga murder story. Mm-hmm. And I, and she pointed out that you can pay for an ad in Ellery Queen, or you can get a short story published in it, and they'll pay you. And get paid, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's longer, so even if people f- just flip by it, they're still seeing your words and your name. <laughs> so it can work subconsciously on them. Chris is fantastic. I've had the opportunity to interview both her and Dean on another show, and they are, they're both tremendous, and they've been a huge inspiration to me as well. Have you ever been out to the compound out there? Oh, yeah. I've been going there since 2003. Okay. All right. Well, that explains a few things then. No wonder you're so good. <laughs> I was one of the winners for Writers of the Future. Uh-huh. So then, uh, and uh, Dean had said, well, you're a professional writer. You're welcome to come to Oregon. And I thought, well, now, why would I fly to Oregon? And then as I got more serious with my writing, I was like, I'm flying to Oregon regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been in any of their short story collections? Yeah, Fiction River uh, Crime. That story, because, was uh, shortlisted for the Derringer Award this year. Oh, cool. Congratulations for that. Thank you. And, and I should mention also, uh, I'm in Sleuth Magazine, which is a Canadian new magazine, so I just want to plug them, and Jewish Noir. You're in Jewish Noir? I've got a copy of that sitting here, and I haven't, oh. I haven't even looked in it yet. I think I'm on page 144, something like that. Okay. Downstairs. All right. Cool. All right. So yeah, I've got a copy. Uh, I got a copy from uh, I don't know some publicist sent it to me, and Meryl. it's just sort of been on my shelf for a while. Okay. Well, it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to pull it out after this. All right. I, we've mentioned your website a couple of times. I love your website. I. It's just. I don't know. It's. It's just bubbles. <laughs> there's. There's just. Oh, thank you. It's. It, it's so well done. And I, I would definitely recommend that people go there, but I'm going to ask you to give the, uh, the domain. I will put the domain in the show notes, but I'm going to ask you to, uh, you, to pronounce it for me and to spell it, if you would. No problem, because Melissa Yee is my pen name for mysteries, but Melissa Ewan Innes is my given name. So it's www.melissayuanines.com. Okay, and I'm sure that after listening to this, people are going to want to pick up a copy copy of Stockholm Syndrome that was released yesterday because this is going to play on December 2nd. Where can they get it? So online at all the retailers, 
Amazon, Kobo, Nook, iTunes, Smashwords, everywhere, um, and in print. And I just like to give a, a shout out to three indie bookstores that are carrying the Hope series. Okay. So just in my little area, R&L's Book Nook, the Mysterious Bookshop in New York City, and Brookline Booksmith in Boston. And those are all in your little area? Your little area must be pretty large. Well, I have to say I got to know the people at the latter two bookstores uh, through Jewish law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because Kent Wishnia just arranged so many things. And what's the best way to, for people to keep up with you online? Is it your website or something else? So if you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, that would be awesome. And um, I also hang out on Facebook and Twitter a bit, too. I bet it's just a bit because you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a chat. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for my email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Stockholm Syndrome from Melissa Yee. Thanks for listening.